0: radio 191 FM podcast
1: we are joined in the studio by the very amazing Miley Manzanza. how are you Miley hi
0: there I'm good I'm good hey I before we jump into it I've gotta ask the yes. tune that was playing before the ad break what was that
1: that was gold link um, with the song you say featuring Tyler, the creator and Jay Prince
0: man that was a that was a vibe that I was, was like that I was mean, a good song there, I could, there was like probably it was such a big amount of production to fit through um, the speaker of my phone, but I was just listening to it feeling like, man, this is such a good bounce to it. It's um,
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's come out with a new album. Um, it's really, really good. It features like a bunch of other artists as well.
0: Damn, I've got to check that out.
1: Yeah, you definitely do. Um, mm. Yeah, so you've got a album that drops tomorrow
0: yeah 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 so a love requited is uh officially coming out tomorrow it'll be um because the record label first word is based in the uk so it's coming out like 8 a.m london time which Mm. will be about 8 or 9 p.m new zealand time so yeah from tonight it's going to be i mean sorry from tomorrow night it's going to be live and out there on all the uh fancy digital platforms and the um vinyl will be following up shortly after that
1: awesome how are you feeling for it
0: I'm nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. Um like a lot of work went into this. It's been um like probably been written and developed over the last two or three years. Yeah. And um it's very much uh the most personal kind of statement that I've made musically in regards to like trying to connect the music to um broader stories about my life or um mm. things that I've been dealing with in regards to like Uh, I don't know, death and love and family and um, looking at myself and not liking what I see and trying to develop that and work through that and kind of gradually come to a place of acceptance with all of that. Mm. And so the music on this album is really like this, if I was to give it to you in... uh, Sentence it would be the process of getting over my own shit. Yeah, Sorry yeah. if <laughs> I just can't say that word on radio. No, but, it's um, still good. <laughs> yeah, so in, in, in that sense, it's like really close to my heart, and so I'm excited for people to hear it, but I am nervous too because um, you know, it's a lot of work to put in, and now it's uh, going to be not just mine, but it's going to be the uh, the, the whole world, world, which yeah. is yeah. exciting, definitely.
1: Yeah. So, do you think this album differs from your first two from the fact that it is like a lot more personal?
0: Yeah, I think well musically i would say it's a lot stronger like um the amount of like i can see a definite development both in my drumming but also in my composing and Mm. sort of way of sort of presenting music and sort of thinking about it as an album as like a full statement rather than just here's a nice song then here's another nice song then here's another nice song yeah yeah um and yeah, the the like the last couple of albums. Whilst I've been, I am really proud of them. Mm. Essentially, the story behind them were, was: here's some good music played by good musicians. Yeah. This one, it's a lot more. There's a lot more deliberate intent around. Okay, here's this thing that I'm going through, mm. which is probably a bit more universal in some ways because. As, as humans we all go through heartbreak or we all go through um grief or and trying to process things like that. Yeah. And I've been a lot more conscious about how those bigger, broader life things actually affect me and affect the music and mm. the music in a large part is a response to that. Yeah, Rather definitely. than just like trying to be the fanciest drummer or give you all these fancy chord changes and stuff even though that's all in there too but it's yeah. just a bit it's a bit more consciously trying to connect to the um the human condition <laughs> as it were not yeah. to sound too pretentious about it but no, that yeah so in that sense, it's definitely a, a development and a growth from my last two for sure
1: yeah yeah definitely because like the beautiful thing about jazz is that like you can definitely tell like your own narrative especially with drums as well like without using words and that's like the most beautiful thing about like uh, it's the same with like classical music as well like you can tell mm. an entire story or like convey like an emotion or like a situation that you're going through but like without any words at all like no no verbal communication at all and just like completely through like beats and melodies and they're like i think jazz is like a beautiful beautiful genre to be able to like play that and Mm. have all these, like, messages come across through your music Mm -hmm. as
0: well. Yeah, I agree. And it's been really good, um, I guess, for me, as a drummer slash composer, I don't have the advantage of lyrics to kind of Mm. directly convey words to emotions and stuff, which is how most people would understand them. But, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's been a really good process for me, and it's, you know, been good to kind of open up and sort of explore... How those deeper, broader feelings and emotions and um, perspectives can influence myself as a musician as well. So yeah, it's been it's been really good, and I'm really looking forward for people to hear it.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so do you do think that you're like you compose music in a slightly different way, being like mainly a drummer as well?
0: I think, yeah, I think so. Well, how I come at it is, and I'll I'll try to keep this in relative layman's terms. Yeah, but because i'm when it comes to harmony and melody mm. because my primary instrument is the drums, yeah when I'm approaching like just sitting at the piano and working out chords and melody i'm my barometer is primarily does this sound good to me? does this feel good? Mm. Does the melody want to go to this place? do the chord changes want to go to this place does yeah. it need to does it need to stay here or does it need to have some surprise or change rather than what more trained musicians can kind of get locked into which is like does this do the rules of theory does this correctly adhere to the rules of theory and that kind of thing and so i what i have found is whilst i do have kind of gaps in my knowledge in regards to like harmony and especially like being able to put something together quickly compared Mm. to someone who's like a professional guitarist or pianist who's kind of playing with chords all the time Um, what I do have is a sense of just a a natural barometer of does this sound good to me and it means I can get to something which is relatively speaking unique um, and my own rather than purely adhering to the rules of harmony and melody even though that must come in there and Mm. someone who knows about melody and harmony better than I do could probably look at the music and analyse it and sort of break it down as, as to how it's adhering to certain systems and that kind of thing but for me it's just like I'm just coming from this pure place of this feels true to me this feels uh, undeniable to me to to move from this chord to the next chord, so I'm going to put that down and not worry about the rules.
1: Like, is this a groove? Like, if it makes me groove, then it's groovy, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly, yeah.
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: And I think, like, it's... Uh, with music music these days as well, there's, like, a fine line, like, you kind of have to balance in between, like, having all this musical theory, but then in saying that, the, like, a lot of listeners these days, are like a lot of music geeks as well, they don't really care about whether something is, like, theoretically correct or, like, the proper way to do it, because if it mm. we're like, becomes so experimental in terms of music and like subgenres and all these like collaborations between genres as well like your music for example definitely has like a hip-hop and soul like element to it as well mm-hmm. and like those things like that it, if it sounds good but it's not like theoretically correct or whatever then like th- who really cares
0: though like you know yeah. that's, like, and, and i think i imagine even like so composers who would who would be like the most canonically correct yeah. like beethoven mozart Bach, like the ones who have been studied for centuries and centuries after and sort of everyone's sort of, to some degree, deriving something from. Mm. I would almost put money on the fact that when they were making music in their day and time, even if we can apply all these sort of rules and um, sort of look at these systems of theory that apply to what they do, I bet I would put hard money that when they were making music they were coming from a more intuitive sense of this feels good, this is where it wants to go, this is where my intuition is taking it, rather than, okay, I'm supposed to go to the fifth here, so I'm going to go to the fifth.
1: Yeah, and I bet everyone around them at the time was like, you're crazy, what are you doing? You can't do that. But it sounds good, and now I'm famous, so, in your (laughs) face. Yeah, um, so uh, what would you say has been, like, your main musical inspirations when you were, like, growing up as well?
0: Um, when I was growing up, I well, I grew up around my father, Sam Manzander, Mm-mm. and so there was a lot of African music and African rhythm in there, which has played a pretty big part for me. And, you know, as I've grown up into a drummer, that's obviously something I draw from. Yeah. Um, I was really into Michael Jackson. Um and when I hit my sort of early teen years, I was getting more into like the new metal stuff like Corn and the Deftones. Oh, yes. <laughs> and Rage Against the Machine. Yes, great. Um, and then I kind of happened to discover drum and bass almost by accident and got really deep into Ronnie Size mm. and um, all sorts of drum and bass producers. And then hip-hop came soon after that. And then I think the sounds of a lot of the hip-hop that I gravitated to... Had this, I guess, a jazz harmony kind of flowing underneath it and like, Mm. you know, the producers were using jazz samples and that kind of thing. Mm. And then, so when I started hearing jazz, I could kind of relate to it because even though it's like musically very different to what hip hop is on the surface, there's this sort of similar principle of like a soloist improvising within the harmony and like a swing rhythm is very similar to a rapper's flow over. A beat Like there's a similar Relationship between um, Like the lead melody Or the lead voice Mm. And the rhythm That's behind it And the special kind of um, I guess Tension or space That's there between A rapper with a good flow And a beat And a soloist With good phrasing And the rhythm And harmony And that kind of thing That's in there And so I, I think I connected to jazz Primarily because of Hip hop first and then as i started to explore jazz more and more it sort of opened up this whole other world and because i was also had african music and electronic music and hip mm. hop sort of in my uh experience as a young person it, when it came to starting to make my own music i was sort of drawing from all of these things yeah. um and so all of that, this broad sort of swathe of music informs the music that I make now, even though it would sort of get pigeonholed as jazz, for lack of a better word, and yeah. sort of, it draws from a big range of stuff.
1: Mm-mm. So do you think you've mm. been um, kind of incorporating those elements into this recent album as well?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think um, I would say there's a lot more um, how would I put this? It's It's like as a, I need to. I need to think about this. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I would say it's it's definitely more mature mm. and more. Um, I spent a lot more time on composition and arranging. Yeah. So, like, getting an idea of how. Um, like when, so so there's lots of horns on the album, as you might have heard from some of the songs that um, have been playing already. Mm. And so to kind of get inside that and sort of figure out how to write for all of those horns, there was a lot more, I guess, listening to um, orchestral arrangements and big band arrangements and sort of trying to get a understanding of how different horn voices and melodic voices can kind of all fit together and blend to make a good cohesive sound. Mm. And so in that sense, I probably drew quite a bit from, relatively speaking, from classical, though you, you wouldn't call it classical music, but mm. there's principles there that yeah. um, I've drawn from. But rhythmically, I you know, I come from this jazz thing in the sense of rhythm being this flexible thing that you can play with as opposed to having to be a static kind of pulse like most dance music is Um, but then I also come from dance music and hip hop and in the sense of like uh, the kinds of um, the kinds of rhythms that are put together and the way that they make you move and feel like I definitely draw from that but because I'm a jazz drummer there's like a looseness to it which I think is if I was to sum up my sound it's sort of like between the the pulsing high energy strong forward momentum of electronic music or hip hop music mm. and the sort of openness and fluidity and um room for spark and new things to kind of happen that um jazz music has and yeah. so somewhere in between there I kind of float around and and that sort of end up what ended up being what my sound is
1: yeah i think you've just like described perfectly <laughs> what what your um kind of yeah sound is pretty much because mm. i was i was trying to like Like, think of how to um, phrase it as well, but I I didn't
0: speak of it as eloquently as you just (laughs) (laughs) said. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, just to add to that, I mean, I think what's interesting now and what gets me excited about music is musicians who don't worry too much about genre. Mm, Um, Because genre, like, it really doesn't matter. It's like genre is like, the system that we've um, imposed onto music in order to market it better, yeah. but it's not the truth. Yeah, it's it's like like so if so if I can play in a jazz style or an Afro-Cuban style or a Afro-Congolese style or a classical style or a reggae style mm. or a hip-hop style, or whatever. Mm. Essentially, it's it's like saying i love you and it's like saying ich liebe des. like one's german one's english mm. um but they both point to the same meaning yeah, yeah and so when when you sort of get underneath um the surface layers of music you kind of recognize that it's all just different ways of saying the same thing and so the best music for me is less defined by genre and it's more defined by intent like mm. what is the intent of this musician are they trying to like convey this sort of sense of rhythm or propulsion and fire or um sadness or you know there's this range of human emotions and these, mm. all these different kinds of ways to access it just in the same way that you can really convey emotion with all sorts of different languages and one isn't better than the other it's just sort of using another way to get at a meaning
1: yeah definitely that's a beautiful way of thinking about music and especially with um a lot of new like new artists these days they are like genre bending if, if you could call it that but it's mm. it's just like no one really cares that much about like labeling their music as genres anymore and a lot of artists are like experimenting with completely different sounds and like different albums as well like they're not mm. even sticking to like one sound anymore and it's like i think it's awesome that like people are able to do this in the standage because i feel like a few decades ago they probably wouldn't have been you know not not like yeah. that they weren't allowed to but they they would like probably i don't know Fall through or something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, or they or they would lose audience, or like the record labels who whose business kind of depended on like mm. successful sales and relying on like patterns and that kind of thing would have balked at it and kind of freaked out. Yeah, definitely. So, so it's very like it, yeah, you're right. It's a lot more like the game is a lot wider now than mm. it used to be. Mm. Yeah, um, it's an whether that's like to the be. product of technology, you know, like the internet has sort of exploded this whole wide range of access that we have now to all sorts of different kinds of music and that's influencing musicians in all sorts of different ways Um, and it's also like you can reach more individuals now than you used to so I think like so say with someone like uh, I mean Radiohead's a pretty good example of Mm. a band that's constantly evolved their sound and maybe didn't have the same sort of pop success that they had with Creep that they did with later records but they were able to keep a good fan base um who were brave enough to follow them and i think there's more musicians that are able to do that now with access to the internet and access to um like a broader audience and sort of broader little pockets of people who are into a certain style all around the world that kind of coalesce into a relatively big audience which you wouldn't have been able to get access to prior to the sort of wide exposure that technology has given us.
1: Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with you on that. And um, mm. so you are going on tour soon with your album. Uh, when yes. and where will you
0: be playing? Sadly, not Dunedin. It's um, all good. I, <laughs> A lot of people I don't come here for because, and I feel bad about it because I, I was born in Dunedin. So, oh, really? And I got I, yeah, I was born there. Um, I, I grew up in Wellington, but um, born in Dunedin. Mm. I've got aunties in Dunedin still. Um, my both my grandparents are. Uh, resting in peace in Dunedin, and so I've got Aww. so part of me. It's like kind of gutted to not be able to come there, but I don't know. It, it's um, you guys would probably know better than I would, but the the times where I have come to Dunedin yeah. outside of orientation type events, it's it's kind of hard to find an audience I've found but no, that, that, just, that might just be me that might just be my profile so I don't blame the people at Dunedin for it but um, unfortunately no Dunedin on this one but if you do so we're doing Auckland Hastings Wellington Queenstown Wanaka and Christchurch and um, so if there's Outer Otago people who listen to Radio 1, then um, Queenstown sure and Wanaka to... is going to be the place to be yeah. on the 14th and the 16th of July.
1: Awesome. Yes. Mm. And um, how can listeners get their tickets if they want to go?
0: Um, it's So you can find tickets either, probably the easiest place is com. That's M-Y-E-L-E m a n z a n z a dot com, mm-hmm. um, or Event Finder is the main ticket holder. Um, or if you look up me on my alley on Facebook, you'll likely find the Facebook events and that kind Wait.
1: of thing as well. Awesome. I'm sure there's people from Dunedin that will be more than willing to <laughs> tra- travel to go to the gig. I-, I know what you mean about Dunedin not being like the best place to yeah. play music, though, because like a-, a lot of people like definitely up north as well. Like the amount of, um, it's it's not even like a question of like crowd size either, it's just like the vibe is completely different and I think a lot of people find that quite like, it's, I don't know, strange to get accustomed to, because it, it does take a while to get mm. used to that, I Yeah,
0: think. and and I think, um, well, it's interesting because there's been so much, like over the years so much good music and good musicians that have come out of Dunedin and mm. have gone on to sort of be so influential to um, the sound of what the country's producing and listening to Yeah, um, but Hopefully, one day soon, um, the right circumstances will come together where we'll be able to make the happen. Because I, you know, I was born there; it's a special place to me. So yeah, um, yeah, same here. One day soon, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and like if you ever do come down, we will always be welcoming you with open arms. I mean, like, I don't oh, think awesome. I've seen like um, a jazz like or an actual like jazz musicians play in Dunedin before, and because I, I think most of the time we we usually have like hip hop and R and B or like. Mm-hmm like punk or you know like the classic Dunedin sound like surf yeah. rock but like jazz is I feel like it's a completely untapped market down here so it'll be cool. super interesting hopefully in the future to see you down here mm-hmm. yeah um, so where can people listen to your album tomorrow like what streaming services
0: sure so um, if you want to buy it and definitely buying it to, in this day and ages outside of coming to a concert the best way to support an independent artist that mm. would be uh, via bandcamp.com so if you look up Ellie Manzanza on bandcamp you Be able to see pre-orders for digital and vinyl um versions of the album um aside from that it'll be on all of your spotify's and titles and apple musics and well probably hoof it up on youtube as well Mm -hmm. and so it'll be it'll be available in all the places where people generally go to listen to music in this day and age but um if you really want to support and you know have your own copy and also get a copy of like the uh digital booklet which has like a full essay and background on the record and the whole credits and things if you want to actually sort of know more about what's gone into this record then bandcamp.com is definitely the easiest place to get all of that
1: yeah definitely big fan of bandcamp you know they actually like it's an amazing streaming service for all like especially um new zealand local musicians as well
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah
1: Hey, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. It's been awesome, awesome. to talk to you. And, I, I yeah.
0: appreciate you giving me the platform, and um, I appreciate that uh, there's, you guys are fighting the good fight down south. And um, <laughs> keep it going, because, you know, we need you. We need you.
1: Hey, we, we need you too. You make beautiful music, and beautiful jazz right. music.
0: <laughs> cool. So, All right, well, um, have a great rest of your day. Hey, you too. Ciao.
1: what an amazing man so this is the single from his upcoming album tomorrow called a love requited and it is a single called taru's phone booth It's great he's an amazing jazz musician and drummer please look him up and yeah the album will be coming out tomorrow on all streaming services and if you can (laughs) listen to it on bandcamp and buy it on bandcamp because we love doing what supporting local musicians Um, yeah, you're on the one, 91FM. After that, we will have some negative Nancys with I Wish and Avondale Bowling Club.